Hey, I'm your host, Lamar L.A. Smith, and welcome to another episode of the Jack of All Trades podcast. Today, I'm with Sean Garrett. Sean is a personal trainer, a wellness consultant, and a behavioral specialist, and he's a Azusa Pacific University alum as well. Now, I guess you could say it's a funny story. It really is not that funny, but I know him through my mentor and business partner and, you know, as friend as well, uh, Warner because him and Warner are good friends. So yeah, it's it's funny all the different people I've been meeting through Warner and I wasn't sure like what we would talk about. You weren't sure what we were gonna talk about today, but yeah, we had way more in common than like we both expected, I think. Yeah, it was a, it was a good conversation just in general. You know, like you said, it was kind of like, okay, Warner, like, yo, you need to hop on my my homeboy's podcast and I was like, oh, okay, cool. But he didn't give me any, <laughs> any background of what it would be. I was like, yeah, I'm down, you know? And then, uh, you know, you asked me and we, we connected and stuff like that. And then when we met up initially, you know, you kind of gave me the rundown and I was like, okay, cool. Makes sense. And then obviously your backstory behind it. Yeah. I was like, yeah, it sounds like a great opportunity. So appreciate, appreciate being here for sure. No problem. No problem. Now today isn't super heavy, but I feel like it's one thing that we connected as far as like talking about our different stories with our own experiences in this front. So today I want to talk about what it's like being a minority at a PWI. Cause like, unless you go to a PWI, you don't know. And even if you go to a PWI, there's a lot of stuff that people feel internally that they never really express. Yeah. Like they never For really sure. express. All right. Yeah, so. yeah. So before we get into the college aspect of it, I just want to know how was your childhood like growing up? Uh, childhood was good. I'm the youngest of four, so um, I'm the <laughs> baby. Naturally, that comes with like some beef from the older siblings because <laughs> they think I get everything and all the privileges. And so, uh, but no, it was good. I mean, we were pretty close in that family. Still, still, we still are. I guess you can say we're all spread out throughout California. So. Um, but no, it was, it was good growing up in Bakersfield, Central Cali. So really the, it's considered the armpit of California. By that, what I mean is like people just drive through for cheap gas, in and out, and that's it, you know. Um, but I mean, if you're into like agriculture or dairy or like, you know, growing crops or something like that, um, there's plenty of land. So. Um, but no, I mean, Bakersfield, even in itself, was an interesting place to grow up because minorities there are slim to none, kind of. Um, so yeah, I mean, but overall, as far as my in-home experience of growing what growing in my family, like it was, it was great. Siblings were were cool. Obviously, following them around, being annoying, you know, annoying little brother, <laughs> having two older sisters, you know, like having. Eldest be a brother. Uh, it was good. You know what I mean? Just hooping, playing sports, doing drums, eating lots of candy, chasing down the ice cream person. You know what I mean? Like just normal, normal kid stuff. And so, uh, yeah, it was good for sure. Makes sense. It makes sense. That's chasing down the ice cream. Like, I, <laughs> the ice cream truck is legendary. I feel like when you're a little kid. Like I remember growing up, and my grandfather, like me and my grandfather, are extremely close, and that's like the one thing that I wanted to do. We get home, he picked me up from, you know, school, whatever. Soon as I knew when the ice cream truck came around every single day. 
<laughs> and you're like, hey, hey, like, how, can I get like five dollars so we can go out there get some ice cream, a ginger ale, candy, whatever the case is? Like, just have to. It's like, I don't know what it is. It for whatever reason, what you get from the ice cream truck feels like it tastes better than what you get from 7-Eleven. I don't know why, so true. but like it just tastes better than whatever you get from the convenience store. Yeah, that stuff. it's so true. Because I think it's because it's the effort, you know, if you're chasing yeah. it down, like it's going to taste good. You know, if, if I actually get in front of him and like, hey, I need this, even though you're like a five year old kid, you know, like and he sees your sweat and stuff. And so it's like, yeah, like it just it's the effort behind it, you know, so that's why it tastes a little bit better. So, yeah. <clears throat> Yeah, that definitely has to be the effort. So, all right, now going to the college aspect of it, why APU? I think we talked about it a little bit, but still, like, out of all the schools in Cali, like, I've never heard of that one. So I was like, what? Yeah, I was just confused. Yeah. Ooh, that's a long story. Um, So growing up in Bakersfield, sports is really popular. Um, I mean, whether it be basketball, football, baseball. I would say those are like the three major sports that were big. And so um, I went to private high school as well. Um, but I went with my my homies, like, we were the minorities there too. So I already had kind of like experience of like being in a private institution um, as a minority with a group of minorities. And so, um, yeah, we were just athletes, you know, what I mean, we were just, you know, on varsity freshman year, and then like all four years, just like cultivated, a, you know, this monster team of like talent. And so um, going out of high school, we always had association with AP because it was private. So they're both private institutions. Yeah. So kind of like a funneling system a little bit. It's like, okay, like th these are certain schools that we associate with kind of, you know, or we push our, our students to go to. And so, um, yeah. And so instead of going D2 right out of high school, what I did is I went to a community college and played um, college football. And then... Um, after that, basically had options, you know, to play either in Ohio, which was like, nah, and then um, somewhere in Texas, um, and then APU. So I was like, I was willing to leave Bakersfield, like I said, what it was the armpit of California. So I was like, I want to get as far away as I as I can. You know, that was my initial goal. But then um, after that, I was just kind of like, okay, like I do want to stay close to home just in case something happens. You know, because um, if I'm in Ohio, then it's like it's just me. You know, yeah, yeah. Um, so and always having that association and like knowledge of APU. That was the reason why, because I was initially going to go play there. But once you go there again, it just kind of like defeats the purpose, kind of, because you kind of get burnt out. One, I was injured a lot of times. And so naturally I, my body was just like, hey, you can't do this anymore. And also just the idea of like maybe I could be more than just an athlete. So, um, but yeah, my initial reason behind going to APU was for football. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's, that's, that's the next story. Yeah. So <laughs> that is a crazy story. So if that was the case, you said, you know, they funnel you there. That makes sense because I know just even where I went to school at in DC, there's like certain schools that for whatever reason, they just, always accept or accept a lot of people from the same high school like in dc i went to a school called mckinley tech one of the best high schools in dc not even two to my horn i'm just being honest uh and <laughs> there was always a lot of people from my school that went to delaware state university i don't know if delaware state was like 
on our map or whatever, but it was just random to me, like Delaware, DC, Delaware, DC. So like a lot of people from, you know, my school went to Delaware State. And then a couple years later, I left, came back. Next thing you know, everyone in my school is going to Morehouse. So like, I was like, it's weird, like how these certain schools just find couple of students that they like and they're like oh he went to this high school from this area huh maybe I want to check him out so it just is weird how that kind of gets funneled but if you were you know minority at your private school and minority now like was there any type of adjustment with APU on that front or did it just feel normal uh, yes and no I think the adjustment was you basically are taking those same kids in high school and now adding on four more years of life you know what i mean and so um private institutions usually have some kind of religious undertone and so ap was that my high school was that and so you know when you leave high school that's an opportunity to kind of like recreate yourself you know like okay like whatever i was in high school i was you know i was a lame i was a nerd i was Exactly. You start from scratch, you know, um, you change your whole attire, your hair, your look, the way you talk, any, you know, you, you can just reinvent yourself. And so um, that's kind of what happened. You know what I mean? So my adjustment from high school to APU wasn't that drastic, but I think that the significant change or shift was that now these same teens that were, you know, the concept of a whole like you know big fish in a small pond mm -hmm. now they're just in a you know bigger you know slightly bigger pond but still a big fish and so um yeah that's kind of what it was and so it's just dealing with a lot of like egos you know what i mean as far as athletes and um you know these highly religious people and so um as a minority it, it was interesting because it's like man we like we talked about you look around and you're like Okay. Oh, there, you know, there, there he is, you know? And, and so, um, so yeah, that's kind of what I was used to, but it's just dealing with a lot of egos. And again, it's college. You're trying to like, you know, establish yourself as either, you know, a high academic, you know, or the next person getting a huge scholarship or to be up on, you know, the bulletin for student, you know, any, any kind of accolade that you want, you know? And so that's kind of what it was, was like this chase for, I guess, fame and some kind of like, you know, prestige at that institution. So, um, but it makes sense. It comes with the territory. I'm, I mean, I don't know how it was for you, but yeah, that's kind of how it was for me. And again, when you have that religious undertone of faith, it, it, it amplifies that like drive to be like the most um, like, you know, righteous person or the, or the most like, you know, educated, and I go to Bible study six times a week. It's like, you know, and I still go on Sunday, you know what I mean, to church, and I'm there serving donuts and and things like that, you know? Yeah. And so um, it was this, like, yeah, that's kind of what it was. And so, um, but yeah, I, I learned a lot from, again, those, those people and those experiences. And so I don't take it for granted, but if I can go back in time and do it, wouldn't do it again, that's for sure. So um not saying hey warner if you're watching this warner i appreciate you bro but yeah like that's like the one like i guess highlight of AP was like finding warner for sure so yeah yeah makes sense makes sense makes sense so obviously i can agree on a lot of fronts one uh i think uk at the time that i went there was like maybe like eight or nine percent black 
So like you said, even though my school was bigger, I'm walking around school and I can I know every black person at the school. I feel like either I know their face or I know them personally in some shape or form because we stick out like sore thumbs. Like there's 30K plus, you know, people here and like just this small smidgen of them are black. So you just like feel like you know all of them on a personal level, even if <laughs> and then just you know, like you said, it feels like weird almost sometimes. Like you're like, oh, like yeah, like I kind of have to just do this or do that to kind of stay in your own lane per se, just so you can matriculate and keep going through each year and get what you need from the university as well. But on the front, how you say like reinventing yourself, I can empathize with that. Far as you know, wanting to, I guess, kind of get in your own as a man and figure out what things you like or dislike just about life in general, not just the school, but what what ways were you trying to reinvent yourself throughout this process? Like with dealing with all the externals that APU had. Yeah, I think transferring in definitely primed me a little bit better than if I was there for all four years, because during that time I was ambitious to leave uh bakersfield which is where my community college was so i was determined to like yo like i'm gonna prove one that i can be a student athlete but really like hone in on that student part like get good grades and still be a you know beastie athlete too and so transferring into apu um different elements you know what i mean like as as a minority male in a predominantly you know white institution it was interesting because that's what you're that's what you're trying to like fight with because people perceive you that way. Like, okay, like he must be a hooper or he must be a football player, Yeah, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And so, um, or if he's a baseball player, if anything, since I had like a, like a track build, they're like, Oh, he must not track. He, he you know? Um, and so, um, yeah, that's kind of what it was. And so like having that angle of like proving them like in class that, Hey, I can compete with you and have, you know, very intelligent debates and conversations with, professors and peers, but also trying to stand out um, outside of the typical, stereotypical, um, you know, black male um, idea of like, oh, they must be here because of athletics. And so um, I think I was like, kind of like trying to reconfigure that reality for me in the midst of, you know, dealing with school and um, the religion thing and going to chapel and, you know, missing home and stuff like that. And so I think that was the time for me to really hone in on like, who do you want to be once you leave AP? Because this is going to basically be a very transformative experience um, that's going to propel you to, you know, function and maneuver and be very amphibious in reality out there, you know, both as a black male and just as a human, you know, so that was what it was and I, it was it was good it was exhausting for sure because you're, you're trying to prove all these all these things you know to yourself and to the external and so um yeah i think it was just like try to prove them wrong i had a chip on my shoulder and you know that's just what i rocked with i was like i'm gonna just that's just where i'm at you know and so um yeah yeah, yeah. <clears throat> all right so what when you what you when you said the thing about the athlete kind of the self designation they kind of give you whether it be intentional or unintentional, uh, 
like I can really empathize with that on two fronts. First, this is this didn't happen to me, but this is something I saw like on a show maybe a couple weeks ago, and they had like this hmm. Saved by the Bell reboot. And I remember Peacock only lets you watch the first episode for free. They <laughs> finesse. But I was like, all right, I'm gonna just watch the first episode for free because I don't feel like paying for another subscription. <clears throat> so I watched the episode, and basically one of the guys there is, you know, kind of a slightly heavy set dude, and he's a black guy. So this whole time in the episode, they keep trying to recruit him to play football and that him to be on the football team. But they don't find out till towards the end of the episode, he wants to sing. And like he's a tremendous singer. But like just because he looks a certain way and dresses a certain way they assume that he wants to play football or that he should play on the football team at the school when the whole time he just wanted to sing and I was like wow the fact that they like did that and how that happens I thought was crazy and then on my own front I remember I went to some club I think well we got in just because I was you know friends with athletes so I went with the track team so they let them in even though we weren't 21 because like track team so i was wearing this sweater like this exact sweater ironically which makes the story even funny <laughs> and i was on the dance floor you know dance with this girl got her, con her number afterwards when she was talking to me she assumed that i was like a basketball recruit or something probably because black guy six two like oh has to be like a recruit or something because it's like towards the end of the semester in December ah. and obviously nothing <clears throat> happened out of that but it's just crazy that that was the assumption just because you know I'm wearing UK gear I'm a black guy that's this such and such height that oh I have to be a basketball recruit not that I could just be a regular guy from Lexington or that I could be a student at UK that's why I'm wearing a UK sweater no, he has to play basketball. So I just thought that was pretty funny, like how that got linked up or how that ideology was of someone else who was a, a white girl, white student at this school as well. I mean, yeah, another white. Uh, Why well, I'm saying another like I'm white? I'm not. But <laughs> you get what I'm saying? You get what I'm saying? Not the word on it. But yeah, like yeah. people just naturally have that unconscious bias when they see a black guy that has any sort of athletic built on campus, which I always find crazy. Yeah, it's weird that they try to pigeonhole you before you even like get there. It's like, yeah, they can just see you from a distance. Like you said, like you can see, I mean, sometimes we do it to ourselves too. Like, yeah, uh, we you, do, we do. do something. you know what I mean? And then they're parking the same thing back. And so like, it's 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 like, we have that stereotype too, um, but it is cool when you like, you know, unite, I'm sure you have too, when you find people like Warners or like your own, you know, group and crew where it's like, hey, like, we can be athletes, but we choose not to, you know, because we're on something else. Like we, we we vibe with the arts, we vibe with science, we vibe with, you know what I mean? Not saying that any, any athletes can't do that. I'm yeah. just saying like when you're purely just a student, you know, you're just like, yo, I want to focus on honing in this skill because at some point in time, I think we talked about how, you know, like at some point in time, you're like, yeah, I don't think I'm going to go pro. You know, I don't need to beat my body up anymore. Yeah, you know, same, like same. that's that's okay. So you come to that realization, you're just like, yeah, I'm just gonna be a student. That's great. You know what I mean? And so um, yeah, I, I hear you on that for sure. For sure, for sure. And again, six two, like, I mean, even you probably got that way more than I did, because I'm only five eleven. So 
Um, yeah, I mean, if, if I saw you around campus, Lamar, I'd be like, yeah, you probably hoop, you know? <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> oh, for sure. If that's yeah. the case, you shouldn't see my dad. My dad is 6'5". I'm still mad at my mom. I, I love her. Uh, I'm still mad that she's short <laughs> because if she wasn't short, I would be six four or six five. But no, she just had to be a little, a couple inches shorter. She would be like, "No, I'm five six. I was like, "If you was five six, I'd be six four. And then she, yeah, she and she's five four. But that's beside the point. Like, just yeah, two I wanted to be six four because Dwayne Wade, my favorite player. But I'm getting slightly uh, off topic. I'm getting slightly off. <laughs> but yeah so i know we both kind of talked about you know certain pressures that we had as far as like to fit this kind of bill were were there any others that you had you know dealt with i know religion is a big one because of your you at a religious like private school what were those type of pressures like yeah i mean i grew up in a in a family that went to church. And so naturally I had that foundation going to high school and then going to APU. Um, so it wasn't too foreign for me to like, you know, go to chapel and read the Bible and things like that. Obviously you're doing it more like, I guess, you know, more intricate, you know, study base, you know, way of diagnosing, dissecting scripture and stuff like that. But as far as faith pressures at that institution, yeah, it was huge. Again, like I said, it was this competition. It was like, who's the best Christian? <laughs> That's what it felt like. And and again, I'm, there's 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 no like you know beef, no tension with anyone that is in pursuit of that. I think for me personally, that was when I was very agnostic about like, what do I really believe? You know what I mean? Like I've been I've been going through this faith kind of like you know laxed, and now I have my time away from my family and my home and my home church, you know, to kind of really sit and think about, okay, like, do I really believe everything that this institution is providing? Um, so things like that, it was just more like me kind of deconstructing and trying to reconstruct at the same time. And so uh, just my faith. And so I think that was like the pressure because you are going up against, again, these people who like tally up how many times they've been to chapel or, you know, how many missions trips they they've gone to or um things like that and again <laughs> it sounds like i'm trolling i'm not trying to mm -hmm. troll but what it, what i'm doing is like what i was seeing it was it was it was oh, that wow. though it really was that you know it was it was this like competition of like who can be the best christian in apu's eyes <clears throat> you know and so um yeah and naturally like again with my chip on my shoulder being a minority there too it was like eh I I'm okay. I'm cool with that. You know, like you can that can stay over there. I'll stay over here. And so, yeah, that's kind of was like my experience as far as that like religious pressure to to like you know acclimate myself to that environment. You know, it was kind of like okay, just stay away, be skeptical, ask questions, be curious, and obviously interact when you have to. Obviously in class or when you're at a football game or a hoop game, like you know, hopefully they would engage in like some kind of conversation where it's like okay, like we can just talk about it. You know, we're both human still, you know? <laughs> and so, um, yeah, I think, I think that's, I don't know if that's an answer no, to your that, question. No, right that right definitely now. answers it. Like I give you saying, like we're both at a basketball <clears throat> game. We could talk about basketball. We don't have to talk about how like God is the reason why we are here. Like anything theoretical, like we can just talk about basketball. Exactly. Exactly. 
Yeah. I definitely get that. I definitely mm-hmm. get that. I know mm-hmm. I already shared one of mine, like with the girl thinking that I play <laughs> UK basketball. But were there any jarring experiences like that with you that you dealt with during your time there? Um, yeah, I mean, I'm sure you, you probably have your, more stories for you, but like naturally when we're kind of exotic, you know, on campus. <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> Seriously though, we are. And so um, it's interesting. And so there would be times where even if you told them, Lamar, like, yo, I'm not an athlete. They're like, I don't care. You know, like, you're still, you know, <laughs> like, you're different. So, um, but something jarring. Ooh, I do have a story for you when it comes to a, a, a female. So, um, we were vibing on that human level of just like, yeah, we disconnect on different things outside of religion. Um, and I remember we had a conversation and it was it was moving forward like not not fast but it was like okay like it seems like it's getting a little bit more serious and so i at you know i was i was curious like hey this is where i'm at with my faith where are you at with your faith you know so we shared and then she was like yeah i i would never you know judge you if you weren't at the same level of me where i was in my faith i was like all right cool like we're just on some humans we're just humans so like you value me, vice versa, cool. So then she like kind of ghosted me for like two weeks and I was just like, okay. And I'm like, it's a small ass campus. And so yeah. I would see her around campus. I'm like, you know, hey. we only have 5,000 students here, right? You know, like I'm gonna run into you at least three times today. And so um, so I reached out to her. She's like, yeah, I went to my, my um, female crew that I pray with a lot and we prayed about it. And I, I think it's best that I stop seeing you because I feel like I need to pursue a male that's a little bit more solidified in their faith. And I was like, wait, didn't you say, you know? <laughs> and so that's like the, that was like the most, I guess, religious and jarring experience I had with a female that really made me think like, man, this is a huge competition. You know what I mean? When it comes to like, who's more religious than the other person and the ratio at apu i don't know if warner talked about this but it's yeah, like four to one yeah. yeah yeah and so like females were fighting for like the small limited amount of men there and you add on the tap you know the fact yeah. that i'm a black a black male it's like oh you're exotic and there's only a few of you in general like yeah and so um yeah, it was, it was, it was, that was interesting. Cause I remember walking away from that experience and being like, Whoa, that was a, you know, just like you said, jarring. That's a perfect word for it. It was like, just really like, huh. I didn't know what to think how to feel. I was just like, okay. So yeah. I don't, yeah. That's, that's like my most jarring experience with, with one of one female at APU. So that's, yeah, that's definitely, <laughs> That's definitely pretty jarring, I would say. I mean, the way I look at it, because I said this on, when I was on somebody else's podcast not that long ago, is that God was protecting your greatness. Like, if she was really that caught up into it, then she just wasn't for you. Like, just because you don't praise God in the manner that she thinks that you should praise God, it doesn't mean that you have any less connection to God. It doesn't mean that you value God any less than her. Like, 
it really was a her problem from the get-go. And I'm glad that you <laughs> like that because I'm not someone that goes to church regularly or I don't consider myself, you know, the most devout in that sense that, you know, we're talking about in this conversation. But I don't value God any less than anyone or I don't look down upon anyone that may have a, a stronger faith or may have a, a bigger faith background when it comes to like going to church or Bible studies or whatever. It's just like, like you said, we're two humans at the end of the day, <laughs> like two humans. Like that's the one thing yeah. that we have in common that will never change. Like you can't change into a different species. Like we will be humans. Yeah, it's like, oh, you like food? Me too. You know what I mean? It's like, you can start very basic. <laughs> you know, you can start anywhere, you know? You like music? Oh, me too. You know, like, you know? Um, yeah, so it was interesting. It, it felt like the one thing that was missing and lacking in APU experience was just that basic human connection because it was always filtered under like, hey, are you like Christian enough first? Then I'll see your humanity, you know. So, yeah, <clears throat> yeah, yeah. That is something else. Well, obviously, you took a lot of lessons from everything. I can see. How how did uh, your experience at APU help you navigating life after college? Yeah, it's a good question. Um, I think it helped a lot. I think it made me very observant. Um. That's for sure. I think that's one thing that has basically still stuck with me as far as an attribute is like being very hyper observant of like, okay, like let me act, let me to this environment, let me observe and learn, you know, who to talk to, what to say, how to act, um, who to connect with, um, and just to find your tribe. And then obviously, once you, you know, uh, have this idea of belonging, you know. I guess for lack of a better word, then you can kind of like start to like be yourself, but knowing that that's going to change all the time. Um, so I think that's the one thing is like, it just may be very hyper observant. And like I said before, very amphibious, you know what I mean? It's like, okay, like I can, I can acclimate in this space. I'm here for a little bit. All right. I'm here for four years at, you know, a college knowing that after college I have, it depends on what you're doing, maybe more school or if you're going into the medical field, but now I have a whole world to, to acclimate to, you know, and not to like lose yourself fully um, in that acclimation process. And so for me, I think that's what, it, that's the biggest thing that I think I took away from AP, that experience specifically, uh, which is just like be hyper observant and be very, very adaptive. And so, um, yeah, and I, and I love that. I love those two skills. I think most people, have that but i think they're kind of like you know a little bit more afraid of rejection or denial or something like that and so um yeah those are like the two biggest like things that i've enjoyed seeing kind of manifest in my professional career for sure that's why i do those three different things is i like being in different spaces because it's like okay like what am i learning from this space and this space and this space and then how am i combining all those skills to basically propel me to what I actually want to do. So, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. That makes sense. That, that makes a lot of sense. I, I feel like that is something that I had coming into college, but I think I had to do like 
the opposite almost. Like, I feel like I was super, super, super observant coming into college because I'm from D.C. So I was yeah. looking <laughs> when I was like, why are you saying hi to me? Like, are you, do you need something? <laughs> like, why are you waving at me and I've never seen you before? Like, I was just very, like, super, super, like, on it. And I wasn't used to being in a place where saying hello to somebody that you've never seen before is, like, okay. Like, that's normal. So it was a new norm. So I had to be in the inverse and not be as observant or overly observant about everything and like be able to take my guard down and be able to interact with people, you know, new for the first time without there being a whole bunch of, I guess, typical things that will make it seem normal as in like being in the same class or uh mm -hmm. asking somebody for something in their cafeteria stuff like that like it just turned off my filter on how i was communicating with people and i just talked to people if i wanted to talk to them as simple as that opposed to me feeling like there had to be certain qualifications around talking to people because that's what it feels like when you're in a big city like dc or like in a pretty urban city like dc it's like uh, i don't want to talk to him because of blah 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 i don't want to talk to her because of blah 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 so yeah, that's that's yeah. definitely great that you you learn that. I think that's something like you said, everyone has in them a little bit, but they don't really know how to tap into it. Yeah, it's a it's a good skill. I think once you tap into it, like you're kind of unstoppable because then you just you make every place home. You know what I mean? And so um yeah. <clears throat> All right. So before we get into the game that I play with every guest. I got one more question for you. And I think it is, you could drop a gem that can really help folks. And my question is, what advice would you give minorities who may want to go to PWI, but they're like on the fence? They're like, uh, I don't know if I want to, you know, be that 8% to like 8% mm. <laughs> of white people at this big school or whatever. Ooh, a gem um, or some advice. I think I'm trying not to be biased with myself and my experience and try to be very like objective. Um, I think some advice I would give, make connections because at some point in time, everybody's gonna influence you and vice versa. And so um, just be very diligent with who you connect with and you know enjoy the experience you know what i mean because at some point in time you know like that experience you had with that that professor or that peer or that or that you know student or that group that you were you know spontaneously dropped in like oops accidentally like that, that's going to influence how you um live and how you move within society so i say embrace it it, it is it is kind of overwhelming you know what i mean and you do want to find you know your click, you know what I mean, your tribe, because it makes sense. But I think just kind of enjoy it and be diligent with who you connect with. That's why I appreciate Warner. And I mean, we, that was 2013. And like, we're, you know, almost a decade out of that. And like, oh, man, this dude is still like the homie, you know, and he's doing great things. And so, and you always know that too, you know, when you connect with genuine people, that connection never dies. And so um, regardless, of, regardless of, of, of race, gender, you know, 
background city that they grew up in like if there's a real connection there like it's, it's gonna stay you know so um yeah i think that's like the most i guess beneficial thing i would say to my younger self going in or anybody who's interested in going into a pwi for sure is like connect make sure it's genuine and enjoy so yeah mm -hmm. well I feel like I just took that advice without even knowing you <laughs> because I feel like that's how I lived most of my life. So I, I'm gonna give myself a pat on the on the back for, for doing. I'll give you a clap today. There you go for, for doing undergrad and uh, uh, graduate school right because I don't know. I was just always about connecting with people, and I guess it's hard at first, like understanding that you're in this new space. You're like, how do I navigate it? And it's easy for people to sometimes. I know at least when I was in school, it felt like, you know, almost sometimes black, all the black people feel like they had to hang out because it's like, like it's, we had to be a unit because there's, there's only a little bit of us and it's okay to do that. But at the same time, you get, like you said, too stuck into a particular tribe that you miss out on so many other people that you could have made connections with in college. And I mean, you know this probably even better than I know this, uh, being in the workforce longer than I have. But it's really just as much about what you, who you know. Actually, it's more about who you know than what you know. Like sometimes you'll get a job just because you have a connection to that job, opposed to like if you had all the specific qualifications. Like so, a lot of those times you're already gonna be paying student loans. You're already gonna be doing this. You're already gonna be doing that that happened in college, if you're going to be doing that, at the very least, you should be able to get the networking out of it. Like, don't go four years, get a piece of paper that they give you that says you graduated, and then all you have is whatever knowledge that you took in class. Like, you should be able to call up, like, five people, hey, you know about blah, blah, blah? Like, how does that look? Or, hey, man, I need a favor about this, that, and the third. You mind helping me out? Because if you can't do that, then what, what did you do those four years? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think college is like your first experience with like, I guess, increasing and making better your networking skills. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, because you are in a new environment. So it's like, you start a new job. It's like, okay, like, who do I email? Who do I have to like contact, you know, or connect with to get the yes? You know what I mean? Or to get the go ahead of the green light to do something different in my project, in my work. And so, yeah, I mean, like network, you know, obviously <clears throat> I guess when you say friendship in college, you should be like, I'm networking in college is what I'm doing, <laughs> you honestly, know? And honestly. so <laughs> that's how I would see it. So um, yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. So I'm gonna get into the game. This is my favorite portion of every episode. And for you, I'm gonna do something that I've done on multiple episodes, but I don't know. I just think it really fits for the conversation today. So we're going to do something I like to call rank them. So it's basically just a ranking game. And I want you to rank the top five lessons that you took from your time in college. Like any, not, well, not lessons, but things that you learned about yourself, I should say. Hmm. Top five. Hmm. Any order? Does it matter? Uh, no, it doesn't matter the order. If you want to okay. rank them five to one, you can, but you okay. don't have to, you know, make them the specific okay. order. 
I think one is stay curious for sure. I think that's, that's a huge one that I still like keep with me today is just to stay in this very like, you know, humble, curious, um, light of wanting to learn about yourself and about others and people. So I think that's, a, that's to me, that probably be my number one, everything else underneath. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> um, but yeah, stay, stay just open and curious. I think a second one is probably, um, be an advocate for yourself for sure. I think that's another one too, is, is be an advocate for yourself in college because, you know, college is that, place like we were saying where you can re and you know like just redo everything that you thought you were and when you become established in who you are either in college and post-college you know know your worth and just know that hey like I have a lot to offer so advocate for yourself um I think that's a big one too I think the three um make life fun make you know what I mean like ch choose choose things that like you know give you you know days of like, yo, I, I just like chilling and watching Netflix or watching a hoop game, but also having a good balance of, you know, ambition and determination and goals. I think that's, that's like the, the spot where life is fun, where it's like you have actual fun, um, but also you have, and you know, you have goals and things that you want to accomplish. I think that's like the sweet spot of like a fun life. Um, four. Um, Man, this is on the on the spot, Lamar. I'm trying to think. Four uh, in college or just in general. I think. Okay, yeah. Four would be. Um, <laughs> this is a funny one, but do something active with your life, please. That freshman fifteen to twenty to thirty. Yes, yes. That's a real. Yes, yes. <laughs> I've seen that's it a, that's a real times. thing. Luckily, my metabolism is elite, but there you go. I did take care of the active side in grad school. So now, now I picked up a bunch of weight <laughs> that I didn't know how to there pick you up go. First in undergrad. Okay. Yeah, being active. Being active because it's just yes. so good for obviously just in general, like for your, for your health, but like, it, yeah, it's just going to help you with you know, de-stressing and clarity and feeling good and living longer. So I think that's, that's one, because again, like going from college football to just being a student, I was still very active because my, my degree was in the sciences of like movement. So obviously naturally you're just always moving, but I mean, that's just something that every, I think human should just obtain. It's like, Hey, some, some kind of, even, even if it's just like, yo, I'm gonna take my, my dog that needs to lose weight too <laughs> on a walk. You know what I mean? And so, um, yeah, I think that's that's a big one for sure. College and post for sure. And lastly, I think um, <clears throat> get a mentor. That's a huge one. That's a huge one for sure. Um, I'm sure anybody that's been on your podcast before would say like, yo, get a team and a tribe and a pod of mentors that help you get to where you want to be. Because you have so many ideas, you know what I mean, as a young person, and so many avenues of, of success that you can see, but you need to know how to get there. So that's why mentors are there. It's like, hey, like, I, I've been where you are. These are the steps. Now, it's up to you to put in the work, you know? Um, so yeah, I think, Dane, I think I would, I would, I would probably change 
one is probably get a mentor for number one. Two is probably stay curious. And then everything else is like, it's a sliding scale after that. So, um, yeah, I think those are my top five. I was I was glad you said that because ironically, you may have been like the third or fourth person that said that on episodes that I like recorded. Ironically, I recorded an episode yesterday with uh, a friend of mine that is a you know entrepreneur, and he said get a mentor when I gave him his top five of like college things with a uh, business. And then Warner ironically said, get a mentor. <laughs> when I didn't even ask him any question regarding, I think, like mentorship, anything like that. I think he was just doing, giving his like actual advice about life. So yeah, that's that's ironic that you said that as well. I was like, yeah, wow. birds of a feather. <laughs> birds of a feather. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that is all we have in this week's episode of the Jack of All Trades pod. Make sure you check out the next episode on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to my Inside 380 YouTube channel where I post the full episodes as well. Get this baby. Jack of All Trades, Rise with Party Promoter. is on Amazon, Kobo, wherever you got to find it, just Google the title name. Like, get get. Get the book. It's going to change your life. And I'm not just saying that because I wrote it, but like, it got some good stuff in it. It got some good stuff in it. Also, follow me on Instagram, Twitter at Jack Onovan. And I'll have Sean's info in the bio as well. LA out.